Welcome to the bonus content for this week's episode of the Irish Rally Podcast. It was a massive weekend in Croatia for all of the Irish crews. Um, a WRC event is never an easy feat at the best of times, but it was particularly difficult this weekend with the loss of fellow Irishman and beloved WRC driver, Craig Breen. But the Irish did themselves and all of us very proud. They did an incredible job and came back with some incredible results. We're going to start with Aaron Johnson, who was an incredible sixth overall. He was sitting beside Takamoto Katsuta in the Toyota. Um, an incredible drive by them and excellent to get that finish in the top 10. Then we had Patrick O'Brien and Stephen O'Brien. Um, they were in 19th overall, which was absolutely incredible and an excellent WRC outing for them. Of course, we had Eamon Boland and MJ Morrissey uh, in 20th. 28th pardon me overall um again excellent to see that crew out again and we had william crichton and liam regan they set some serious pace over the weekend and had a heap of uh, stage wins under their belt uh, regardless of their bad luck on saturday morning they put in an incredible event and we have of course eamon kelly and connor mohan uh what a result what an achievement for the two guys uh they were 20th overall and their first JWRC victory. Like, what can we say? Um, we actually caught up with Eamon and we'll hear what he has to say uh, himself later on. Um, and let's not forget the Irish events over the weekend. Um, a congratulations to former Irish tarmac champion, uh, Derek McGarty. He won the Maiden City stages uh, by less than a second from Gareth Sayers. Um, so again, an incredible well done and congratulations to all of those involved um, in Rally Croatia over the weekend. Um, you flew the flag very, very high for us this weekend and we are incredibly proud here at the Irish Rally Podcast and I'm sure all Irish Rally fans are. Uh, stay with us though, we have that conversation with Eamon Kelly and of course I caught up with Rob Duggan as well. He's headed for the Killarney Rally of the Lakes this weekend in the R5 Polo. So stay with me and you will hear from them two guys now. Eamon Kelly, welcome to the Irish Rally Podcast. Thanks so much for being here with us. Thanks for having me, Tony. It's a pleasure as always. Oh God, the pleasure is ours. Um, you had an unbelievable weekend there in Croatia, obviously. The weekend that was in it, it was pretty bittersweet, but to take your first victory um, in the JWRC, regardless, um, it must just be a fantastic feeling to have, you know, for yourself as a driver, but yourself and Connor as a team as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a dream come true. Um, you know, you, like I said, it's one of them things you, you grow up and you watch these uh, events going on and you idolize all the people within them and you know you it, it's just something that you can only dream of being part of and 
to go and win one is is absolutely it's absolutely surreal. So um, yeah, it's, again, it took quite a while to sink in, and yeah, like you say, bittersweet. It's it's a tough week for everybody. Um, you know, of just over I suppose less than a week ago, we didn't even know if we'd go and do the rally because it was such a shocking um, piece of news to get for everyone and the whole, whole country felt it together uh, equally. And yeah, look, it was. Um, you know, going out there, um, we knew that's obviously what Craig would have wanted as well. So, yeah, we just had to focus on the task at hand. And it was nice going out to have the rally community together and especially all the Irish um, contestants together. That, I think, really helped all of us individually, uh, being there together and seeing familiar faces. And, you know, we all felt the same the same pain and shared the same, same grievance, but um, having each other really helped... Um, help us get through it together so yeah and to get a to get a victory for at least, you know at least one irish person to get a victory um and um yeah just a, a small bit of positivity after a, a tough week that's it yeah and you know just touching on that like it was such a special weekend for the irish um we often talk about the camaraderie within irish motorsport um and within the irish rallying community in general and it truly is one of the most spectacular um ways that you can see uh sportsmanship um come to life and you know for the irish contingent to go out to croatia and to have held themselves in the way that you did you know genuinely with such grace um and to you know be so composed and focused all weekend uh such an incredible thing to be able to do and as you say it had to be because you were all in it together um yeah yeah definitely i think it would have been a lot harder to go out there um on your own as a team but to have you know multiple people um it was really really nice and um it's not only just the contestants there was a lot of irish fans out there too and you know the amount of irish flags we've seen on the stages and people coming up to us in service that that's equally as important and you know, it's it's not just contestants, it's the whole rally community, you know, we felt that out there and it was just class. Um, and again, like you say, it just highlights uh, the camaraderie, but uh, yeah, it turned out to be, um, yeah, you, you got that kind of special feeling out there this weekend. Yeah, um, you mentioned that there was a man shining down on you, like, and I would imagine that uh, genuinely, like, that he, he truly was there with you all in spirit, like, and watch the whole thing unfold and i would imagine he was incredibly proud um of you all uh but you mentioned getting home as well yesterday evening and i would imagine it was a lovely feeling to be greeted by your dad as well um <laughs> and to actually sort of sit down and, and be together and sort of uh mark the moment because it's a huge moment for you it's massive in your career yeah it is yeah it's um you know when you come from a sort of a rally family as such it's yeah it's, it's huge and um they're the people you want to share it with really but it's like i said it's the stuff of dreams and um you know i don't there's not a whole pile of people from ireland either that i guess have had any wins in the j in, in the world championship in general and all of the categories so you know it is really really special to be part of that and um yeah again hasn't really sunk in but um yeah, for all of us, for myself, Dad, Connor, Willie, everybody that was there, it was it was just such a such a proud feeling, and we just equally enjoyed it together. 
Uh-huh. And the usual story, when it comes to rallying, um, there's no rest, really. You get home, you get to take a deep breath for a couple of seconds, really, and then you're straight into the next one, and it's already prepped for you again, Eamon. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, obviously very, very lucky to be given the opportunity to head to Portugal. Um, it's news that I got uh, not a whole, not a long, long time ago, but um, as many people have seen, the, the work that the Rally Academy are putting into young drivers is crazy and they're giving us really, really amazing opportunities. Um, and I'm very fortunate to have been included in that for Portugal to get out in the second Hyundai. Um, it's, yeah, it's amazing. Haven't obviously been so focused on Croatia. Um, I haven't let that sink in either, but now thinking ahead, it's amazing. Um, yeah, it's a short window of two weeks at home here and then we're heading off again. But um, look, to have the opportunity to go and race in a World Rally Championship round um, and learn an event, let alone in a top car, is just unbelievable. Um, you know, one thing we've learned this year is that the speed that the top drivers have from their experience is crazy. You know, mm -hmm. the stages don't often change so much. So to have done a rally, you know, before, let alone four or five times is such a big advantage. Some of the stages, they're like, you know, they're, they could be like racetracks to certain drivers because they might know every single corner. But um, yeah, having to be able to uh, do a rally that could potentially be included in the calendar next year for the likes of the juniors is, is really, really amazing. So yeah, I'm just very, very lucky, but looking forward to just relishing the opportunity and making the most of it. Yeah, and I mean, as you mentioned there, like, it is always, um, it's a strange thing, but it's definitely a common thing where you get finished one rally and um, into, you know, that kind of event is just done and dusted and you just sort of have to get your head straight into the next one. And, you know, you're heading to the next round and you're thinking to yourself, right, this is an unbelievable opportunity, but also your head has to be, you know, fully in the game in terms of even as far ahead as next year where okay this needs to be good prep for next year because this could be around like it's it's a, a really intense um environment to be in a brilliant environment but like there's so much to learn for you i would imagine yeah yeah it's it's crazy it's like it's so hard to describe the amount of things and you know just the, the amount of things you have to take into consideration and the the effort that has to go in um and just and just time it's crazy you know it's nothing like anything else it's such this the speed is one thing but it's the endurance and the the learning and everything like it's just you know you go from you go out there on say maybe a sunday um a monday maybe but after monday it's into like tuesday till sunday you're running on about maybe four to five hours sleep every night if you're lucky and high intensity days like from five six in the morning right up until maybe midnight and repeatedly doing that and it gets to the point where you're just you are purely running off like adrenaline and mm -hmm. in my case quite a lot of coffee and stuff so yeah it's uh and again that's why then all your elements of things such as like fitness and psychology that all has to be taken up a level to help you to deal with that um so just until you go and do it, it's like you don't realize how how crazy it actually is. Um, and, you know, you're just forced to improve every aspect of your training and your and your prep, because otherwise you'll just get, 
he'll sink or he'll get left behind. But you know, it's been I've only done two WRC rallies so far, but they've been so eye opening and uh, you know, in, in in the best way possible. And they're just forcing me to just improve my, my game in every area. Uh, but that's exactly what I want to do. Uh, that's why we're here. You know, I want exactly. to try and get to that full potential to the point where I feel like, you know what, I actually can't do anymore. But, exactly. you know, until until you're brought to a place like this where everything is exposed, you'll never actually, you'll never be forced to do that. And, you know, I'm very lucky that I'm able to be here, but it's it's definitely pushing me to um, to the limit. And yeah, it's just, just unbelievable. So yeah, the intensity, it's probably a good thing. Exactly, and I mean, definitely one of those things where throwing yourself in at the deep end, but sometimes the only way to learn, you'll sink or swim, and half the time when you do learn to swim, like it, it is, it's an incredible thing. And again, I would imagine that the AMI Academy is just so helpful in this regard. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's they've gone from strength to strength, you know, every year since they've been established and, you know, you can see what they want to achieve and that's to create a pathway for drivers into you know a, a fairly high level of rallying and, and and you know ultimately the top step um but yeah it's it's unreal you know we've such great opportunities um you know in terms of resources like you're having the facility that you can just pick up the phone to a dietitian or to someone for a call around sports psychology or yeah, you know amazing call about your fitness plan just you know at the click of your fingers it's you know you feel very privileged um and beyond that you know getting the opportunities to be in an environment such as a test day you know abroad or come to a wrc rally let alone partake in one it's crazy so yeah not many people get that opportunity um and it's a credit to everybody involved who are creating those opportunities and um i think we're one of very few countries who are doing that if not, maybe the only one doing it to this level. So, you know, it's something that people in Ireland should probably be very, very proud of because whenever I've gone across to some of the rallies, other competitors will ask about it and they'll say, I really wish our country had that. So, yeah, it's yeah. something to be incredibly proud of. Aye, it is an amazing thing. Like, and um, I think the way in which competitors are speaking about it so highly um, and so positively and like yourself like there's always such an outpouring of gratitude for it as well it definitely is speaking to the measure of the project like um and obviously the results that it's producing as well like uh it's it is unbelievable like but you know you have you've we're only in april at the moment nearly may but we're only in april and you've already had an incredibly busy year um you've been in snow you've been in tarmac you've been in gravel um you know JWRC, BRC, um, you're probably going to try and get bits in Ireland done as well. Like, explain to us, you know, if you can, like what um, kind of what the purpose of this year is and like what you're trying to get out of it. Yeah, uh, like I said, it's um, it's one of those things. We had a good year last year and we wanted to try and carry that positive momentum into something bigger that would, like I said, push us to really, really, really try and get to that full potential um or at least closer to it and you know we debated on what we do but we thought this was this was the right step you know go somewhere where you're going to be forced to forced to learn um the hard way at times but you know the right way and this is certainly doing that you know you're going to events and challenges that are 
you know, beyond your capabilities for now. And that's that's what it's all about. It's about just forcing yourself into the deep end and trying to trying to learn learn the hard way and eventually come out the other side of it, hopefully a much better driver um, and team and everything um, with knowledge that you can carry for the future. So like I said, um, I'm very, very fortunate to do it and very fortunate to have the support of the likes of the Academy and all of my sponsors as well. You know, it's it's really, it is such a big year and I've been obviously being the Billy Coleman Award winner last year was a big addition and that, you know, it kind of fueled it big time. So yeah. it's, yeah, it, it's amazing. But, you know, like you said, when you've got that momentum, you have to try and carry it because it doesn't, uh, it doesn't come back for you a second time. No, that's exactly right. And come here, obviously between the two cars as well, there's an awful lot of work because you're jumping from the R5 pole um, and you're getting in then to the Fiesta and obviously it's a Rally 3 car and we spoke about the difference in power and stuff off air, but like the, just the, you know, the extra hard work and graft that you're having to do then whenever you get into the Fiesta is just really pushing you to your limit and getting the best out of you and the car. Yeah, yeah, of course, when you, you know, again, lucky to be able to step into the um, the bigger cars and get that greater sensation of speed. Um, you know, when you jump back into the Fiesta, then the high speed stuff, it doesn't really, it doesn't phase you. Um, you're, you feel pretty confident um, to push on through everything that you can push on through. And, um, you know, it's that's what it's all about. It's kind of just when you're in them high speed stages, um, or just fast actions. It's about being comfortable and not, you know, not being tense and not kind of going, oh God, this feels mad. It's mm -hmm. just like focusing on what you're doing and thinking about every little thing. And if your sensation of speed has been taken to another level, then it's far easier to do that. And yeah, I learned that last year um, in the polo when I went back to the rally four, and that was quite a, that was quite a big jump um, because there's such a big difference in power between them. And I remember going back into the Fiesta Rally 4 for the first time after driving the Polo and I did a test and I was coming down a straight and I went to go for the brakes and I was like, brakes aren't working, I don't think there's something wrong <laughs> and barely got barely got stopped for a corner and I went back to the guys and I was like, I think there's something wrong with the brakes and they're like, no, they're just, they're just not as good as the other car but I was my, you know, after that, things like late braking and braking as late as possible, it was it was happening a lot more frequently. So mm -hmm. yeah, like I said, it just everything had been taken to a new level and, and the slower car it was uh, it just kinda came naturally then. And do you find that tricky? I mean, like does it ever kinda you know, like that moment you just mentioned, but does it ever kinda get in your head where you're sort of you're fully forgetting which car you're in and you're like, Jeepers, what do I need to do for this wee bit of road here? No, not really, because you get a feeling for a car pretty quickly and what it's capable of. The only thing, the only way it can be tricky is that when you get back into the higher power car, you can quickly forget the level of performance that it has. So, you know, it takes a while in the R Rally 2 and R5 cars to kind of get comfortable with the fact that you can actually brake so late in them. And, you know, there's certain things you can do. And then when you get back into the slower car where you can't do that and then you get back into the the rally two cars you have to readjust yourself and gain that trust again that you can that you can do the late braking and stuff so it probably works out a bit tricky in that sense but um no when you're driving the slower car not really it's you you get a feeling for it and what it's capable of and you just you just drive to that but you're just far more comfortable doing it 
know. And it's it's an interesting thing too, like because we have spoken about the fact that you really and truly the best thing is you know is is to stick with the slower car for as long as possible to really really be able to just grab the ball by the horns and control that and get the best out of it um but at the same time if you stay in the slower stuff for too long you're not used to speed and you're not used to the bigger brakes and stuff and you can actually end up slowing yourself down a wee bit as well so it is about the happy medium yeah yeah of course i think you need to be before you jump up to a faster car i think you you know for good i think you need to have fully like you say round the neck of the the smaller car and you know if you can't um if you can't drive the slower car to 90 percent to 100 percent, how are you ever going to drive the faster car to that level you know it's just not possible so you know you have to really understand and and force yourself to learn how to wring the neck of something um because if you can do that in the slower car then you should be fit to do it at some stage in the faster car um that's what i found um and look that's what you're always trying to achieve and you know when you haven't got power you have to figure out other ways of making time and that's usually through things like pace notes or can be setup changes different things tricks that you you know you find makes yourself go faster when you don't have the the power behind you to do that and um yeah, like I said, once you learn that, uh, you can carry that into any kind of car that you're driving. Yeah, that's it. And tell us, um, what are your plans for the latter part of the year? We kind of know what your plans are for the next few weeks, but what do you see happening for you for the rest of 23? Um, yeah, it's it's been, it's been a mad year so far, and it's taken a few a few turns, a few back roads. Um, you know, we obviously, we have a fairly base plan, which is obviously JWRC, so there's three rounds left of that, that being Sardinia, Estonia and Greece, um, which will see itself out in September. We have also committed to doing the British Rally Championship, which has kind of taken, I'm not going to say a backseat, but due to sort of clashes with travel and stuff with the JWRC, we will probably miss the Jim Clark and the Rally Caridigian, um, only because they're the weekend before the WRC rounds and, you know, the one thing I have learned is the amount of prep and time and just a general energy that goes into the WRC. It, it is quite demanding to go. Well, I could imagine it would be quite demanding to go and do a full British Championship rally before because they're not they're not simple either. You know, they're they're big events too and mm -hmm. serious yeah. pace and serious competition. So you know, for your confidence, you want to be in your A game as well. And um, I feel like you could be potentially, uh, you know how would you say uh, you'd have to be kind of putting one down to to prioritise the other so yeah, yeah you'd have to sacrifice something yeah exactly so but we still hope to try and get to um, to Ulster and some of the gravel rallies at the end of the year um, and then yeah Irish I'd look at the end I'd love to come and do some rallies in Ireland there's there's no doubt about that. I don't think um, there's there's nobody who wouldn't want to do that. Um, we'd love to, you know, we'd love to go to Donegal, but again, it's we'll see. You know, there's opportunities to potentially do um, some rallies in in Eastern Europe there and gravel and prep for mm -hmm. Estonia and again uh, next year as well. But we'll see. So we have to think, sit down and think about what's uh, for the next two years. What's right? But uh, yeah, we'll see. And, like I said, and latter end of the year, you know, when things calm down, who knows? There's 
always glorious orgs as well. So exactly. <laughs> if we I might uh, see you somewhere along yeah, the way. If I got the opportunity to go there, I'd like uh, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't question it. It would just be he I'd be there. <laughs> I'd be in Clarny with my suitcase like two weeks before I'd be delighted. <laughs> so <laughs> um so we'll see. But yeah, obviously very lucky to be doing the calendar that I'm doing at the minute. So um yeah, it's well that's it idea. like and, and you just have to take one event at a time i would imagine too at this stage like um you can have all the big plans at the start of the year but as you say sometimes there have to be sacrifices made and something's going to give at some stage and you just kind of have to make um i suppose the smarter choice for you in the long term as you mentioned there's a two-year plan there um <clears throat> and that's kind of that's sort of the main thing at this stage um but as we said, we might see along the Irish roads at some stage towards the end of the year. Um, but just going back to the JWRC, Eamon, like what, what's your favourite part of the week? You mentioned that the week is so, so intense, like, and you literally don't get a minute um, to yourself, the minute uh, the, the plane lands and you, and you get there. But what actually for you is the thing that just feels like the best part of either the week or the weekend leading up to it? um definitely definitely the stage is definitely the driving like it's 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 just so incredible um you know you're going along there's no really it's in the two rallies i've done there's very few stages like, i don't think i've done a bad stage yet and i can imagine it will probably be that way for the majority of the year um you know going down these incredible stages at whatever speed and whatever angle and seeing the amount of fans and people and flags and everything you know hanging over ditches and whatever it's just incredible like we were coming down the back of a mountain on the saturday evening in croatia and i can only describe the road to be like going down malls gap backwards like down the hill it's like incredibly fast and it was pitch black at night and you know there was a big guy i think i had it like a 120 straight with a flat two right at the bottom but there were so many people at the bottom with green flares that you couldn't see the flat to right but you knew it was through the yeah. fog of green smoke and it was just yeah. like, it was just mental it was yeah. like and i went through it and i was just going this is absolutely class yeah. and um yeah it's stuff like that that's just incredible and you know that's uh again you feel so lucky to be part of that and to be able yeah. to do it and um just uh as well whenever you're on the stage and you see irish flags as well that's pretty yeah. cool you see them being wagged on and that that pushes you on and um you know it's such a it's such a nice feeling when you see that and uh yeah. they're the they're the things you live for and they're the they're the things you're probably going to remember as well and and uh, uh remember forever so yeah for myself and connor it's just pure class on stage, yeah. and it's just like i would imagine that when you see the likes of the flags or all the crowds and like that passion from the fans um and just that like wide excitement from everybody like it must just like it genuinely must just light you up from within when you're in the car like and you notice it mm, oh yeah it gives you so much energy and um yeah it's it's funny how it spurs you on like i think even simple things such as that that green fog or i remember there was one stage where they did someone had painted a big Irish flag in the middle of the tarmac and for the next few corners after it you kind of you're in sort of a you're in autopilot you're just flat yeah. out you're like this is yeah go for it like yeah. even though our plan was to be as mature as possible and not you know not hold back we we're trying to keep a steady pace but not 
take any chances. They're the little moments where you were just like, nah, this is just pure class and uh, flat and out. Like. It just goes to show you too that it all comes back to the Irish, the Irish kind of feeling of pride within the sport where it's class to see the people and whatever, but when you see the green flares or when you see the Irish flag, that's when you, you notice that it's kind of almost outer body because you're like, oh, you know, you can feel that kind of Irish sort of excitement and pride take over. Like it's a crazy thing. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And look, I've no doubt it's the same for anybody with their own national country, but mm -hmm. I know no different. I, when I, that's the feeling I get when I see that flag. So yeah, it's, uh, it's class. And, um, you know, to be able to be in a position to get to experience that is, is something else. And I'm sure it's the same for anybody, no matter what sport they do. Um, but now when, when you're involved in it, you kind of finally do get to understand what it feels like to experience that. And, really get that feeling and honestly it spurs you on like you, people talk about like football teams that have you know how important fans are as well and that's probably on such a bigger level but you know when you have people behind you or you feel, at least feel like you do in your head um it just it really really pushes you on and like i said puts you into a sense of autopilot in a way mm -hmm unbelievable stuff um it's it's magic even here and you talk about it so like i can only imagine what it feels like in the car eamon kelly thank you so much for being with us uh that was a very insightful conversation and again just a massive congratulations to yourself and connor for a truly um you mentioned the word mature there a truly mature um drive over the weekend and like a spectacular win as well you know at the end of the day um the first victory in a JWRC is just a memorable moment no matter what happens and we're very grateful um, that you've taken the time to chat to us here on the Irish Rally podcast. No bother and look really really enjoyed being on as always and yeah it was uh, it was a class weekend and just again thanks to everybody for sending me messages there was loads and I really really appreciate it and um, yeah hopefully we can uh, do it again sometime we'll see. Rob Duggan, welcome to the Irish Rally Podcast. Thanks so much for being here with us today. You have a very busy week ahead of you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, busy week to say the least, all right. Uh, Travelling back from Australia uh, a week and a half ago now. So, yeah, trying to settle things down before the rally, but yeah, busy, busy couple of days ahead yet. Yeah, do you find that, Rob, like that whenever you actually come back, you know, you definitely need a bit of time before the event? to settle down and get back into Irish time even um, and get the body settled into Irish way of going again uh, before you actually even think about doing a rally? Yeah, definitely. I, I came back for the historics in, I think it was 18 or 19, I can't remember which, and I left it pretty close, but it showed in the wreck in the rally that uh, the mm -hmm. body was tired and it just wasn't used to it. So I decided this time that I'd come back that little bit earlier just to like you say, get settled into Irish time and get back into the swing of things before it's a big weekend between Reiki and two days of rallying. It's, mm. it's a big weekend, so we said we'd have to be right for it on that front. Exactly. And I mean, we've mentioned Australia, like obviously there's a massive commitment on your end to, first of all, get the time to travel over, you know, financially to come over. And then, as we said, the body as well to just adjust back like this must mean so much to you to get to do this rally this weekend. Yeah, it was hard enough watching everyone going to Galway and going to West Cork. I did West Cork last year and it was a very good event. And to miss that this year was really hard over watching the times of bits and pieces. And it 
my mind was just made up that no way I'm going to miss the home one anyway, that's for sure. So whatever we were going to get out in, I was going to come home for it anyway. And obviously we got the news um, yesterday that you're heading out uh, on a polo or in a polo um, with Melvin Evans. I mean, what an exciting pair. Like it must just be, you must just be over the moon like to be heading out in an R5 car. Yeah, definitely. Look, it's something that I've tried a couple of years and we've been close enough to get the deal done. And to be fair, Melvin supplied the Fiesta for Donegal in 2018. And the, I don't think there's anyone better that could give you a car. The cars have turned out spotless. It didn't miss a beat in Donegal. The guys are very professional with setups and everything they did was just top class from start to finish. So uh, I knew whenever I was going to get into an R5 car again, I'd stick with Melvin. He, he treated me very well and uh, I recommend him highly. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it was just a, a no-brainer, really. I've been in touch with him a couple of times to see if we get something. And um, just when I was away making the money now, I just said this is my kind of one chance to get an R5 and uh, have a go at my home rally. It's something that myself, Mikey, uh, Mikey Galvin and Noli there, City McCallum, we've been on about this since we were probably five or six years of age. That yeah. The one thing we wanted to do was We'll go up miles gap in the rally at lakes in a top car in that rally and now getting the chance to do it it's kind of a bit surreal so far i suppose until we sit in the car and drive it and bits it won't feel real but um yeah when the opportunity came up i said this is the time to do it exactly yeah. and i mean you mentioned malls gap there and obviously we're talking about how close to your heart this particular event is like you know have you any idea you've obviously sat in an r5 car before like but have you any idea what it'll feel like to be sat at the bottom of malls gap ready to let rip in the r5 i don't know but as i was saying to joe no matter what if we didn't come off malls gap with a smile on our face or something seriously wrong no matter what the time was uh i uh yeah the, the fiesta in 2018 was a, a huge step up for me uh it was just like nothing i've ever driven before and I'm guessing the pole will be another step again. So jumping from the Mark II into this, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a crazy move in one way, I suppose. But in another, it's they're they're a lot more steady, they're a lot they're faster in the corners. But uh, ah, it'll just be it'll be just a dream come true sitting at the start line. Hopefully, we give it a good weekend. Exactly, yeah. and I mean, obviously, like we know you have the times. So there's no doubt about your ability behind the wheel. Um, but at the same time. The guys that you're competing against at the weekend are kind of out every weekend, if not every second weekend, you know, when they've, you've mentioned Galway and Cork and stuff. So obviously they have seat time in the R5. Like, what are your aspirations for the weekend? What are your hopes kind of by the time Sunday evening comes? Yeah, my last bit of seat time, I'm afraid. The last 30 seconds I spent in a rally car was going out over a jump and breaking the steering and uh, crashing and wrecking my Mark II. So it's not the, the best preparation and that's well over a year ago or close enough to a year now. So yeah, seat time is definitely a big hindrance for me. But like that, look, uh, we everyone kind of is saying to me, oh, the wind this and the wind that and trying battle for this. But at the end of the day, look, these boys have spent, as you say, numerous hours inside them cars and to be able to jump into that and try and be anywhere close to them is going to be a humongous task. So we're just going with the whole thing. Look, it's a dream come true for me uh, to be inside an R5 car. I'm going to, be going to be smiling year to year from the minute I see it Thursday until I get out of it Sunday evening, hopefully with a, a decent finish. 
other than that, I'm not really too pushed. I just want to enjoy it. It's I might never get the chance to do this again. And yeah, I know if we go up Miles Gap and you're going to be close enough on the time, of course, the mind is going to go mad and you're going to go and try and chase the boys. But to be realistic, I I don't think we'll be close to the boys. Uh, yes, Miles Gap, I know it well in first stage, but also it's a real high speed committed stage. Jumping into the car for the first time and trying to be close to them is, is going to be really impossible. The likes of Callum, Josh, Marion, all them boys, they're well tuned into their cars. They know mm -hmm. exactly what they do. I'm jumping in and I don't know if this thing's going to stop when I hit the brake pedal or what will it do when you throw it into a corner. Yes, I'm used to an escort up there, but ah, we're just going to enjoy it. And that's that's my real aim for the weekend. Once I'm smiling all weekend and we have no big dramas, I, I'm, I'm happy with that really. And I mean, that it honestly just it sounds like the perfect recipe. Like, it's yes, I think everybody would love to have their name on the winner's trophy, but at the end of the day, like, as you say, it's the opportunity to be able to drive top class machinery on these stages, like, and to actually enjoy it. Um, and you wouldn't know that frame of mind might end up that relaxed frame of mind might end up kind of having you at the top by the end of the weekend, but it's just that nice relaxed kind of let's enjoy it attitude is just so it's probably so different for you as well because whenever you actually are you know when you're in the mark two you're so sort of tuned into that car that you'd probably expect a huge amount from yourself at this point yeah i've kind of got over the the big expectations of rallying uh you'll probably know a good bit about it as well that you build yourself up in the, the early days of it and it's i kind of got hooked on it in kind of the wrong way i think and when we kind of finished up with all the brc and the jwrc and everything and i went back to building the escort the whole serious side of it was really gone out of it and yes okay when we put on the helmets we want to go fast and there's no question about that but the minute the helmets come off i'm not too bothered it's the the crack in the banter between all the boys yeah. that's really what i go for if that's not there it's rallying's not worth it for me if it's a piece of crystal you're chasing in a rally car, it's a lot of money to spend for a piece of crystal or a piece yeah. of glass that you might get at the weekend. It's the enjoyment out of it. I love going away and George, he's been with me now five or six years and we just we just know that we go away, we have our fun, we put on the helmets, we go as hard as we possibly can, get out the other side and we have a laugh about it. And if that's not happening next weekend as well, uh, I'd be severely disappointed. So yeah, it's yeah. just that, the fun side of it is more the, the the side of it that I go for. Yes, okay, we all want to be at the top of the result sheet at the end of the day, but if it doesn't come, look, once we have fun and we're we're enjoying it, that's the main thing. Yeah, and it's funny you mention that because it's, you know, when you start the sport at a very young age, plus you're kind of pushing yourself to do um, an awful lot of the, you know, the, the big stuff um, at an early age, like it does end up putting an awful lot of pressure on your shoulders and they're amazing opportunities and you would never, you would never not take them. But at the same time, it's, it's quite a privilege, like at this early age to have that awareness, to just enjoy the sport and go for the crack instead of trying to push yourself for years and years and years and learning that lesson far too late. Yeah, look, we, we pushed ourselves, we pushed it to get to the Billy Coleman, we pushed it to go on further, we got the BRC junior title, uh, that was lucky enough to bring us on to the JWRC, and we were kind of getting away with it for a certain amount of years, but when the whole JWRC thing kind of went south and the money side of it started getting really, really big, 
we just decided that this 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 isn't for us it's it's just you you'd want to be a billionaire or a millionaire to be facing it and mm -hmm. that's the only way i look at it and we finished the last round of the jwrc we did and i actually got a chance to drive colin burns 2.5 escort name achille here in cork and i went up with a navigator i didn't know jumped in wrote notes and went away and did this rally and i jumped out at the end of it and i was like what are we doing outside in the jwrc this is where this is where the fun is. We just had good crack all weekend. Yeah. There was no worry that, oh, we need another 20, 30, 40,000 for the following weekend. There was no question about it. It was just like, go out, have fun. It's nothing stupid money-wise. Yes, it's expensive. Yeah. But it was just down to fun. And I was like, nah, that's me finished with the whole big level of the sport. The, the, the money just isn't there. And I'm just going to build a Mark 2 and enjoy it for that. And that's for the whole... Love for the Mark II and the, the Modified Rallying kicked off, uh, of course. They, deep down, I'd still love to do a year in an R5 car. Or, like That's always something that I'd like to do, but it just all comes back to the budget. It's just, yeah, yeah. it's hard to it's hard to get out at the best of times. So, yeah, we'll just enjoy this for what it is. Yeah, and I mean, like the competitive spirit never leaves. If the competitive spirit was there at one stage, it'll stay forever. But it's just unbelievable to hear um, to hear those moments, like when it clicks into place for you, that actually, do you know what, the crack, that's what this is all about. And, you know, we were speaking earlier on before we came on air, like about, about the, you know, the, the prep that you're doing this week. Like, and, uh, you know, in my mind, I would be thinking, right, Rob's got an R5 this week. Um, it's going to be all about his event. But you're actually saying that you're in the garage most of the week building cars for other people. Like, and that's, that truly is Irish rallying, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's uh, four cars above my shed at the moment. And yeah, we have a few jobs to do to every one of them before they get out on Saturday morning. So yeah, it's just help you out all the boys. That's the other side of it that I... I really enjoy helping out lads, younger lads coming up and helping all the boys that I grew up with. Uh, they're buying cars now, bits and pieces, and just uh, helping them in any way I can with the experience I have through. I've worked prepping rally cars with uh, Donald Healy and, yeah, just setting up bits of stuff for them. And uh, I've built a few cars as well. So, it's yeah, it's nice to just give back something to them and help them out in any way I can. Yeah, it makes the rally week that little bit busier than... I'd probably like, but uh, yeah, it's all part of it. Uh, I enjoy it too the the late nights and the shade and the bit of crack. So it's mm -hmm. yeah, it's nice to it's nice to be busy in one way. But yeah, maybe come Thursday now, I might turn off the phone and uh, concentrate on the <laughs> the polo for the weekend. But um, yeah, I enjoy that side of it too. Amazing. And then you mentioned that um, the car does arrive on Thursday, so hopefully a wee bit of seat time and get yourself bed in and ready to go for the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, to, uh, arriving Thursday morning. Hopefully I'll fit into it or else there'll be a, a mad dash to get the Mark II ready for Saturday morning. But uh, no, the car arrives Thursday, yeah, get a few stickers on it, get some bit of a, a test in it. And um, yeah, we might have one more look over the roads Friday just in, for conditions and stuff. But yeah, mm -hmm. it's uh, all systems got in for Saturday morning. And with obviously the home rally and it being the Killarney stages, like are there any stages in particular that you're just mad about and cannot wait to get through to, or are you sort of just delighted with all of them and to be out and about doing Killarney in general? Oh, I think to be fair, the, the the rally have picked an absolutely awesome set of stages. Uh, I don't think there's one straight over 
200 in the whole rally. It's a pure driver's rally. Um, probably the standout one is our groom. I think it's the trickiest high-speed stage you'll get in the country. There's just nothing like it. And I came off that two years in a, or 2018 and 2019 in the Escort. 2018 with my sister navigating and 2019 with Mikey and it's just some buzz. It's uh, If you can get all that right and you get a good time out of that, that's a real one that you're you're smiling after. So, yeah, our groom is probably the standout one. I suppose Mal Gap is the other one that uh, a lot of people would say that that would be my favourite stage. It, ah, it is. It's definitely a good one. So we'd be, we'd be looking forward to them two big time on Saturday. Brilliant. And I mean, obviously, like getting an R5 through our groom is going to be unbelievable. Like with all that speed and the braking power and the kind of... Um, I suppose the precision that you can have on an R5 is just going to be next level. Yeah, the precision will be crazy, yeah. I suppose it'll be slightly harder to dial it in from the, the opposite side of the car for me. The last time I drove a left-hand drive car was, I'd say, the Ricky car in 2018 uh, for Donegal. And yeah. Melvin actually took the, the Ricky car home from me, so that was the last spin I got him one. So I luckily enough, I got a, a loan of a, a left and drive car off Key Cronin there for a couple of days just to do the recce and then get into the swing of it. Um, very lucky to get it, just to, to tune in, being on mm. the other side of the, the car again. Um, it seems natural enough now, but I suppose that when you're flat out, it's slightly different. But yeah, it'll be, it'll be hard to get the, the pinpoint precision of an R5 fully dialed in straight away, but like that's... I know what we're getting ourselves in for. We know we'll only get whatever 20 or 30 kilometres in the car before the first stage. So, yeah, we'll just take that to, to dial it in as best as we can. And uh, hopefully it's not too unfamiliar to us all. That's it, exactly. And I mean, you've mentioned it already, but like the left-hand drive thing, like it's just, you know, and you'd think as well, like it's the funny thing about Australia is that it makes it so handy for us to move over there is that like... <laughs> everything kind of stays the same in terms of driving, but that's actually a wee bit annoying yeah. now for you whenever you have a left-hand drive to do with this weekend. Yeah, it would have suited fine to be in left-hand drive with the last couple of months. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we like our challenges, so being thrown into the deep end, left-hand drive, R5 car, first time in a rally car in a year. Ah, sure. What other way would you want it? On a bit of a <laughs> exactly. Throw yourself in a three pound, as you say. And come here, it doesn't get to you at all, does it? Like you, like do you kind of lob any pressure on yourself here, or as you say, like it's just you pull that back all the time and just keep focused on having the crack and smiling in the car, like. Ah, oh, no. It's sure, what pressure is it next Tuesday morning when the sore heads from the weekend come round? We're all going to be going back to work. It's not going to be. We're not going to be anyone different to come Tuesday morning. So it's, look, we're just going out driving the car, having a bit of fun. That's the way I've always kind of looked at it. Okay, maybe the times that we are seeing stuff, we might have put a bit more pressure on ourselves. But since then, it's I'm just going out to have fun and uh, I don't pile pressure up. A lot of other people might try to put it on, but uh, I don't really take much notice of it. And we'll just go with the flow, have a bit of fun. Jurors the same way. We're not going out to prove anything to anyone we just want to have fun and that's it so once we can do that i'm happy and it'll be a, a weekend well worthwhile good man that's the way to do it rob come here we'll not keep you too much longer uh we'll let you get back to the busy week that you have but listen best luck for the weekend um enjoy every second of it and thank you so much for taking the time to actually chat with us thanks a million for having me on and 
Hopefully we might do it again soon if there's a good result comes out of the weekend. Absolutely. The Irish Rally Podcast is brought to you in association with Tech and Tools, SVS Productions, PFT Travel, Rally Connection and Murray Motorsport.